coming out of Isaiah 61, I'm trying to finish up the healing. I think I'm going to do it today. But if I don't, it's okay. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, would you go to Isaiah 61, 1 through 4. This is the text that Jesus quoted at the commencement of his ministry as he describes what his ministry came to do, the benefit of knowing Jesus. Amen? And it reads as such in our hearing. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings, good news to the meek, the poor, and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the physical and the spiritual captives and the opening of the prison doors of the eyes of those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor, the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion and to give them a ornament, a, a garland, a diadem of beauty instead of the ashes that they are in. The oil of joy instead of mourning. The garment of expressive of praise instead of a heavy burden and falling spirit. The part I want to tap into mostly today. That they may be called the oaks of righteousness. The oak trees of righteousness. That they would be lofty, strong, magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with their God. That they may be the planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will rise up the former desolations. They will renew the ruined cities and the devastation of many generations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The thought I want to to give to you is planted here in ashes for his glory. Literally planted in ashes for his glory. Father, even now, give clarity of speech. Bring back to my remembrance everything you want me to say. Order every word. Increase the anointing. So increase the anointing that it breaks through the hindrance that Satan wants to put forth. Lord, let your healing come forth. Let your deliverance come forth. 
We're going to step into the beauty that you have set before us. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Amen. Planet in ashes. Say that with me. Planet in ashes. I got a question for you. Have you ever asked God why? Why have you allowed life to throw at me the stuff that happened to me? Lord, you are, you are sovereign. You, you, you are a good God. You, I know you love me. But Lord, when I look back over my life, there are things that happen. There are situations that develop. I, I was left in a situation where it brought harm, hurt, destruction. You know, can, can, I, can, can, I, can I be honest with you? If you knew the stories that was in this room, it would blow your mind. If you knew what people gone through, this unspeakable thing, you would, you would, you would cry. I can't tell you after counseling how many times I have, I have cried on the way home in the car because of what people have gone through. You know, you know it's funny. I don't understand my own life. If I told you my life, you wouldn't believe it because I have trouble believing it. Y'all think y'all know my life. Y'all only know not even half. Because the other half you wouldn't believe. So why share it? You know, and I have asked the question, Lord, I don't understand because according to this verse, you planted us here. (laughs) According to this verse, you strategically place us in the environment that hurt us. Oh, y'all need to walk with me. You know, no, when we talk about seeds, we're not talking about grass seeds that you just grow everywhere. it's It's a picture of apple seeds that you intentionally make a hole, plant a seed, move away, plant another seed, make a hole, intentionally planting it so that it will grow specifically where you put it and have enough room to grow. Now watch this. God specifically planted you in everything you went through. Y'all with me? And that's true, but if that is true, I have to ask the question, if you knew, Lord, then why did you allow this to happen? If that's true, Lord, well, why didn't you stop this? Lord, if that's true, Lord, why, why did you allow? Y'all with me? See, don't ever think you're the only one that gone through stuff. Don't ever think that you're the only one that was born with lack. Everyone in here has a story. Hmm. Everybody in here got some untold stuff 
that if you knew where they came from, if you knew where they've been through, you would be amazed that they are as sane as they are. That's why I told you last week, be careful who you put your mouth on. Because if you went through what they went through, you'd be crazier than they are. <laughs> but God orchestrates. We was in the office and we was talking about how God strategically placed certain things in our lives to get us where we are. Can, can I share a little bit? Now, 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 this is what Otis told me. He said, God used death in his life to get him to the United States. He said he grew up in Jamaica. He said when his father died, he moved away from his home, which got him in touch with certain things which orchestrated him coming to the United States. Now watch this. It took the death of his dad to get him to his place of destiny. <laughs> what is God allowing in your life to move you into the place of your purpose and your destiny? I mean, not, I'm not talking about the good things. I'm talking about the bad things. I'm talking about the thing that if you had your weathers, you wouldn't go through it, but it's necessary for you to go through this to get where God wants you. See, see, some of us, the reason why we haven't moved farther because we have allowed bitterness of our past to get us stuck. Instead of allowing God to take us higher, we, we, have, we, we have allowed stuff to get so caught up in our emotions and our thinking that, that we can't see God. You know, I hate to say this, many of us don't see God. I know you're here on Sunday, but, but you ain't looking at God. I know, I know you see my mouth move, but you ain't hearing the words that's coming out of It's amazing how, if we allow it, how our past affects the way we view the world and everybody else. Some of us, I mean, we're Jody Sharp on the outside. But Lord have mercy. No, you know, have you ever seen this, this big truck? It got the big wheels, you know. He said, man, that's a big truck. The guy that's in this truck must be big. It's a little peewee guy jumps out the car. <laughs> what he's doing is compensating for his insecurities and being short. What do we put on to compensate for the wounds, for the scars, for the hurt, for our past? for what somebody said, for what somebody did. I want you to know today you don't have to stay there. I want you to know there's healing with your name on it. I want you to know that regardless of what anybody else says, that you can be all that God has called you to be. And if you just press forth, there's healing in the name of Jesus. 
This whole scripture is talking about moving beyond and God using the, the negative to catapult you into your destiny. Number one, you got to believe you got destiny. You got to believe that God got purpose for you. You got to believe that God got so much purpose in you that the only one that can stop you is you. And many of us don't. We, we look at the world news. Listen, even Trump got destiny. It may be a negative destiny. Can, can, can I tell you some good that has come out of Trump being president? People who never prayed is praying now. All over the world. They call it, help us. Help us. Other nations are saying, help them. Help. And God would rather save a person's soul than then give them everything on earth and them die and go to hell. God is trying to bring out of you what he know he placed in you and he's breaking you in all the right places. I realize now that everything I've been through, every hurt, every whatever was needed to get me right here. If that didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be here. So God had to put me in his pressure cooker. God had to tear off something. He had to remake something. He had to tear down something. He had to make Tracy face Tracy. My question is, are you letting God have his divine work in you? You know what? God has to get your permission to take you. He God can do anything. Here Jesus is and he comes to his hometown and it says he could not do many miracles. Hold on. These are his brothers, his sisters, his cousins, his relatives. They know him. Now you know if he wanted to do good, he wanted to do good there. But he comes in town and they look at him and they say, who do he think? We know you. We know your brothers, your sisters. We know your mama. We know. So, so where did you get all this from? And Jesus stood there and said, wow. Your blessing may be right in front of you and you're missing it. You listen. I'm going to step into this. Your enemy may be the one that's going to help you get to where you go, need to go to. The very person that's working against you is the very one God is using to catapult you into, into your destiny. <laughs> the devil means it for bad, but God means it for good. It's, I believe this. You have to have a vision of God in your life and what he wants to do in your life that is greater than what you're going through. You know how you stay on course? You got to look beyond your now and see your tomorrow. You got to believe that God is up to something 
when it seems like he ain't doing nothing, but you know that God is working in the background of your life. And when God gets through moving things, preparing things, fixing things, he will raise you up and you will be ready to withstand the glory and the position God's going to give you. God is up to something and you got to prepare your heart and your mind to stay in faith, on faith, on purpose because you realize God kept you and saved you to use you. Do you know that? Do you see God in your everything? Do you believe that God is keeping you or working on you because he still got purpose with your name on it? There's a text in Genesis where Joseph, who, who brothers did not like him, who could not speak to him, abused him, threw him in a pit and sold him. Here he is. He has now been in jail all these years and he comes face to face with his brothers who did him wrong. Genesis 42. And look what it says. It says, and Joseph saw his brethren, and he recognized them after all this time. Y'all see that? But he treated them as if they were stranger to them, to them. And he spoke roughly to them, and he said, where do you come from? And they replied, from the land of Cana to buy food. Listen. Joseph knew his brothers, but they did not know him. Now watch this. And Joseph remembered. Hold on, let's stop right there. What are you remembering? Because the thing that you choose to remember is either destroying you or it's going to take you forward. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say he remember how they treat him. Notice what it doesn't say. That he remembered how, what, what went wrong. Notice what it doesn't say. It, it, that, that he showed them in slavery. It said he remembered the dream, the vision that God laid on his heart before he went into trouble. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you. God will give you a vision in your heart years before you get there. <laughs> Listen, see, see, we want God to show us something and it happens tomorrow. The reason why God will show you where he's taking you years before he take you so that that vision will keep you through all you got to go through. Somebody not hearing me. Maybe this isn't for everybody. Maybe this is for some. Because, because some of y'all don't have no vision. And if you don't have no vision of what God want to do in your life, I, 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 I beg you to get before God and say, Lord, show me the me that is ahead of me so I know where you want me to get to because I'm tired of being stuck here. Listen, listen, when God shows you, then, then what happens is you hold on to that 
because God is up to something and he will use everything he has to get you there. And though the devil will try to stop you, if you got your mind made up and you keep your faith stayed on him, if you look to the hills from what come of your help, because your help coming from the Lord, God will orchestrate, God will show favor, God will keep you in your right mind, God will make a way out of nowhere. You will see God give you favor over there and favor over there. God will remind you that I got you. God will show you that I got you. Don't look at your problem. Look at your Savior. I saved you for this. I'm going to take you to where you need to be. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Can I say this? Can I say this? What kept Joseph alive in prison that he never forgot what God had showed him before trouble hit? Can, can, I, can, can I say something to you? The greater God's going to lift you, the more hell you're going to go through. If you're not willing to go through hell, don't expect God to use you. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're not willing to fight for your faith, don't expect nothing. Just stay right where you are. Just don't do nothing. Just don't expect nothing. Because, because you're not willing to go through what it takes for God to build your faith. Faith has to be built. There's a process to this. Say that with me. There's a process. God got me in process before he gets me to my appointed place. He could have allowed, if Joseph would allow bitterness and animosity, he would have killed his brothers and he would have stalled God's plan. God was saving the nation of Israel who Jesus comes through through Joseph. The plan was bigger than him. It was greater than him. But if Joseph would not have been spiritual but walking in the flesh, he would have did what some of us would have done. Cut all their heads off. Can, can, I, can, can, can I step into this a little bit? The reason God chose Joseph because he knew he could trust Joseph in the breaking. Can, 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 can I step into this? If God can't trust us in the breaking, he can't trust us in the blessing. If, if, and the breaking always come before the blessing. Say that with me. The breaking always come before the blessing. So watch this. So, so when we don't know what he's up to, when it seems like God ain't doing nothing, when it seems like that God has forgotten about us, when it seems like that God ain't, ain't moving, don't go to your own devices. Don't manipulate the situation. Don't act 
like everybody else. You keep praising him. You keep praying. You keep walking, looking forward. You keep on saying hallelujah. You keep maintaining your integrity. You keep on saying God is up to something. When people are talking about you, don't stop to answer your critics. Keep your eyes on him. Uh, uh, because if he can't trust you in the hard times, he can't trust you in the good times. <laughs> For some of us, that's why we have never gotten out. Because we keep putting our foot in it. How you train one way to train a dog to quit using the bathroom in a certain place? You take him and you make him smell it. And, and he said, That's your mess. <laughs> you did that. Okay? And he learned, Okay, not there because I don't want you to put my nose in it. You know what God would do? He will put your nose in your mess. I know what I'm talking about. I made enough mess and God put my nose in it that I'm trying not to make no more mess. I don't like smelling my mess. You know, I really don't. I don't like the repercussion of bad seeds that I plant. So I'm learning to stay right where he wants me to be, do what he wants me to do, and trust God for the outcome. My, my brothers and sisters, here he is, and he's, and he's face to face with hurting the most. And instead of focusing on the pain, he sees the blessing. Huh. Is your vision high enough to see the blessing of God before it's manifest? Can you see God working in the background and see what nobody else sees, but God has showed it to you? That's why you can't share your vision with everybody. People with a mess on your vision. I hate to say this, but the very folks that ought to be for you don't want God to rise you higher. And you got to know when to close your ears to the, to the negative talk of people because people will put doubt in your mind of what God told you. I think that some of us need to, need to spend some time, you know, it's okay to turn off the TV. It's okay to turn off the radio. It's okay to get along with God. Matter of fact, if you're going to hear his voice, if you're going to hear what God has for you, you're going to have to learn to spend time with him. Why should he tell you when you're listening to everybody else? Well, why should he say anything when you got your mind made up? For some of us, we treat God like he's our genie in a bottle. We're mad at him because he didn't do things our way. Wait a minute. He's God. We are created for his glory. Notice what it says. It says we are the planting. He said, I purposely planted you in ashes. 
There's two pictures of ashes. One is a forest that has been burnt out and it's nothing but ashes. The other one is like Job, who, who in his despair has covered himself in ashes, saying that God has brought me low. Did you know that if you go where a forest fire was and everything is burnt out, that if you go back five years later, that there is more vegetation there than what was ever burnt out because the heat of the fire opened up some seeds that was in the ground and germination took place, the seeds that was laying dormant. You know what God does in trouble? Pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 pop. You know, you know, I, 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 my, 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 my greatest lessons have been in the storm. I saw God clearest when I was in the storm. I heard God's voice more, more magnified in the storm. It's when I didn't know what to do. It's when I was at wit's end that I saw God said, now I got your attention. <laughs> oh, 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 quit jumping out the fire. Maybe where God wants you is in the fire. How can I, how can I, can I, uh, Lord, help me? Watch this. Second, no, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. It says, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, given a right standing with God. Listen, that is the moment you accept Jesus Christ. You are acquitted of all wrong. That's what justified means. You are declared righteous. It's an inputted righteousness, a righteousness that is put into your account. You don't work for it. You are immediately in right standing with God. God now see no sin in you of your past, present, and future. It's a gift. You couldn't work for it. You couldn't do it. God did it. When you received the gift, he gave it to you. But watch this. It's through faith. Let us grasp and let the fact that we have peace, reconciliation, and to hold and to enjoy. Listen, enjoy it. Enjoy your relationship with God. Now watch this. Let me go on real quick. It says, the peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Through him, we have our access. Watch this. Interest and introduction by faith. Hold on. You know what he's saying? Once you got saved, you just got in the door. But you haven't went nowhere. Some of us been at the door for the last 40 years. Just at the door. I'm at the door. I'm safe. I'm at the door. Haven't progressed in that which he has called you for. Paul helps us with this. 
Paul helps us with this. He says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says this. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, I am, not that I have apprehended the reason for which I have been apprehended. Not that I have already attained. Not that I have already made it. Look what Paul's saying. There is a me beyond me that God has shown to me that that's the real me. Uh, yeah, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I want y'all to catch this. I want y'all to catch me. He says, the vision of me that I see before me is beyond where I am right now. He said, I'm writing books, I'm preaching to the world, and God is doing mighty miracles through me, but I'm not looking at the me that is here today. I'm looking at what God has shown me that he called me to be, because I have not attained what he called me for, because it's still beyond me, so I don't get satisfied with where I am. I am pressing towards what God apprehended me for. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, when he saved me, he already had a picture of me in his mind. Matter of fact, at the foundation of the world, when he thought of me, he saw the finished product of me, but in time, he caught me in my mess. But the reason why he saved me out of my mess, because in his mind, he had a picture of me of who he wanted me to be. You awesome now, but you haven't seen nothing yet. That's why you can't quit singing. You can't quit practicing. You can't quit pushing. You haven't seen what God has in you. He has yet to bring it. Oh! 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 I think you need to get a vision. I think you need to get a vision. I think you need to get a vision. Because if you ever saw the you that's inside of you, coming out of you, you would say, oh, God is an awesome God. What do you think kept Joseph through his hair? Hold on, let me, let me say something. Can I say something? When you don't have a vision, you'll fall for anything. Yes, sir. When you don't have a vision, you tell yourself, I'm good, and you're still at the entryway. When you don't have a vision, you don't have no stick to itness when trouble hits. Oh, oh, but, but when you see something and what you see blows your mind and you say, God, you want me to become that? Is that what you're going to do in my life? That means hell can come. And you say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here. God, I know you got me. I got my mind made up and I got my eyes set on you. You are the author and finisher of my faith. Watch this. 
he says something. And this is what he says. He said, I forget the past. <laughs> I let go of whatever happened. I'm not holding on to my hurt. I'm not going to allow the devil to keep, keep playing my games. I'm not going to keep remembering. Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to let go. Because, Lord, that was Satan trying to stop me from becoming what you have called me to be. And I must going to be something awesome that the devil would do all that to stop me. Then, Lord, what is it that you got in me that I don't see yet? Your healing is that. Can, 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 can I go to another level? Come here, man. Come, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Someone younger than you needs you to become the real you. Your children, your grandchildren. See, hold on, hold on. God just giving me stuff. Many times we fuss about our children, but sometimes our children are the way they are because we are the way we are. They caught more than what we taught. See, 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 you think that, that you're out of sight and they don't know what you're doing, but the devil know what you're doing. Because the devil is the one that got you doing it. So the devil has the right. You need to know spiritual principles. You need to understand spiritual principles. So the devil has the right to tip him without even seeing me with the same thing I was caught up in. Generational. Tell you what I did. Knowing that when Britt was young, I told him what I did. The stuff I did. Know why I told him? I told him so that when he saw it, he saw what I warned him about and how it hurt me. So that if he tried it, he tried it with intimidation because he remembered what I said it did to me. Y'all got that? So now it's not new. He already, uh, how can I say this? I'm just going to say it. Sometimes you got to tell on yourself before the devil tells on you. <laughs> you got to take his power away. You got to take his strength away. I did all this. I was wrong and I paid for it. But now you see I'm not doing that no more. So don't be the old me. Be the new me. You saw me living before you. You saw me living before you. But I'm going to tell you what you didn't see because I don't want you to catch my old seas. I want you to catch my new seas.
That's what he's talking about. Ancient ruins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That's what he said. Go back now that you deliver and catch somebody else. Listen, your deliverance kept to you ain't doing you no good. Thank you, Jesus. But when you're willing to find somebody that, that look like you used to look, there's some gang members, there's some major drug dealers who's no longer hanging the streets, who's no longer out there because I befriended them. They became my sons. Listen what I'm saying. They became my sons while they was doing what they was doing. They became my sons all tatted, still selling, still game banging, still doing business, and they still, and I would love on them. I would hug them in the front of the gang. We would meet in the middle of the street. Say, I love you. Took years, but I saw them turn from what they was into and say, I got to get out of Madisonville. I got to get away because if Tracy can do it, I can do it. Let me ask you. Are you delivered enough to go back, face what you used to be, and help somebody else? Help somebody else. That is the glory of God. That's what he want to do. That's what he set you here for. That's what this is all about. Your deliverance is important not only to you, but to somebody else. We got a whole generation. Okay, I'm almost done, but I got, I got to tap into this. I got to tap into it. You are here at this appointed time because of what you've been through. We got a whole generation who know nothing about church. And instead of being afraid... You ought to ask God, send me to somebody. Because what I've been through can help somebody. Otherwise, Lord, if you didn't have purpose and intent for me, I wouldn't be here. God orchestrates. You know what? Now, I know this is going to sound funny. God is such a orchestrator that he purposed that Judas would be in Jesus' life so that he could betray Jesus and get him on the cross. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He knew that Judas would spend three and a half years with Jesus and catch no seeds. He had the opportunity to get everything that everybody else got. Listen, he was rubbing shoulders with Jesus, but his heart was closed. You know what the most important thing about you is not what you do, but is your heart open or closed. And watch this, Judas was there. He even did miracles with the rest of it, but it never 
reached his heart. How can I say this? And then I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Listen, listen. You can't see no farther than what's in your heart. Oh, shut your mouth. Listen, if your heart is clogged, your vision is clogged. Oh, there's some folks who got clogged spiritual hearts. So they see things from their crooked point of view. Let, let me, let me, that's okay. Scripture? You need scripture? Let me show you scripture. Let me show you scripture. Y'all know this scripture. But you read it isolated by itself. Remember the man that was blind and Jesus healed him? And Jesus asked him, what do you see? And I see men walking as trees. Hold on. We think that Jesus lost power. That's not it. When you deal with the text of the scriptures and you deal with that miracle, you need to read that chapter and the chapter behind it and the verses. And what you found out, he just been dealing with the Pharisees. <laughs> and he was showing the disciples they talk right but because their heart is messed up, their vision is messed up. So the man is an illustration of why he just had to combat the Pharisees was because their heart wasn't right, so their view was messed up. <laughs> so instead of seeing, they see a little bit, but they saw trees. One of, one of the most touching verses in the Bible is this. They that have a pure heart shall see God. Which means that we can only see him as pure as our heart is. Jesus wasn't hard on sinners. He was hard on Pharisees who was faking. Because when you fake it, you think you're okay. And the Lord said, if you ask, I'll heal you. But since you think you're okay. <laughs> Listen to Paul. He says, there's a me beyond me that God has made me to be. So therefore, I'm chasing Christ and chasing me. He said, I see what he apprehended me for in the first place. And I'm not there yet. And I got my eyes set on that so I won't get discouraged, so I won't be disappointed, so I won't become what I'm not supposed to be because it doesn't matter what other people say I should be, I see what God says I should be. Matter of fact, I see a better me. I see in me anointed with the Holy Ghost. I see me being blessed into generations. So, so therefore, what you ought to see, you ought to see not the you that you are, but the you that you're going to be. <laughs> now watch this. Him standing there 
will never get him to the you he's supposed to be. But the you is bet in you. Now the problem is this. It won't stand still for you to catch it. As you move, it's move. But watch this. Why? Because the you that you see is like the horizon that keeps on moving. Why? Because you're never going to reach all that you're going to be. That's why you can't stop pressing. You can't stop praising. You can't stop lifting God up. You can't stop lifting God up and using, telling folk how good he is. Is there anybody in the house chasing the you that is beyond you? Is there anybody in the house know that God got something for you? Is there anybody in the house on fire? On fire? Holy Ghost fire? See, when you're chasing you, you can't let nobody stop you. You can't let nobody get in your way. Let them talk about you. Let them make fun of you. Because when God raises you, it's going to be in their sight. And everybody's going to give God praise. Mm. Now, on the hill that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, 